0: I
1: think he got kidnapped like two or three times on the show. Something he like did.
0: That. He eventually finds out she's a spy. And ends up I, you would think positive. after the second or the third kidnapping, mm-hmm. <laughs> he would mm-hmm. start
2: to say, like, ah! Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. CinemaSins.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sendcast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins. Joined, as always, by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share.
2: <laughs> by the way, uh, so this is from Cable Guy uh, that, that I think Jeremy was was getting to and I was, too. Uh, about how he's reenacting the the scene between the fight between kirk and spock and look i rarely watch any star trek of any kind but there was some time where i it must have been on youtube it wasn't on tv but i happened upon that scene with that music and i Mm -hmm. guess was it from the it was from the the series, right, Jeremy? Yeah, the original
0: mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: somehow I happened upon that. I was like, "Whoa, I, that's the cable guy!" Of course,
0: you know. More, What's more, crazy more, to more, me but, is, like, I somebody's going to prove me wrong with some kind of trivia they find, but I'm convinced they played that song on set for him to sing along to, or he had an <laughs> earpiece because when he starts, he, you can you can hear him slow down, yeah. the second time through yep. Yep. to match the the original music the first time through he's going too fast and then i think there's something in his ear or on set and then he goes slows down to match it better (laughs) and it's (laughs) always stuck out to me not that it (laughs) bugs me but it always stuck out i feel like we've seen that movie a collective
2: like 150 times it's up there <laughs> and I've got i think
1: enough. it was an asian gang or something <laughs>
3: <Asian>.
2: <laughs> the best part is ben stiller is one of the uh menendez brothers uh yeah in there where on mtv news where he's like getting all pissy on the on the stand they're mm. mm. playing that he's like god
1: he was an and then uh, Eric Roberts plays in Brother, Sweet Brother. Oh, um, yeah. Such
0: a crybaby. He's, he's going to be quite the topic of conversation today, apparently. Yes, wow. he is. Yeah. Um.
1: Okay, so today is going to be a Q&A day. Question. Question. I got something to say. I want the truth. I am listening. Qua? I realized something again today, Barrett, and you guys are going to have to remind me at some point when we have question days, discord has a whole channel dedicated to questions that I always forget about doing. And, um, and there is going to be a point where we, and in fact, I think s- soon because we're doing a couple of, a, a week, a couple of uh, syncasts a week, because I'm about to go, well, maybe about to go out of town. um, uh that uh we should get to maybe in an all discord q and a or something and just go through that channel and pick out questions and uh copy paste them and then answer all of them so that yeah you, know, you can uh, you know we can uh, uh appease the discord gods.
2: I could dig it. I am making a resolution to spending some time on discord in the near future uh because I feel like there's there's a real community. Uh, there is that, the, that, I, I want
0: to interact
2: with, with our, I did our good listeners.
0: for a few weeks going like every weekend for an hour or so and just reading and hanging out a little bit, but I've fallen off of that. I need to get back on that. Mm.
1: Uh, these questions are from, uh, Facebook and, uh, from Twitter and, uh, from Reddit and, you know, those kind of areas. So they're clearly inferior questions. No, <laughs> um, uh, but they are questions that we've had for a while. They've been, I mean, look, we have a huge question pile. We try to get to them when we can. Some of these might be nine months old, but you know, we eventually get to them. So anyway, what are we going to, what's our first question there, Barrett?
2: Hey, this is fun. Uh, by the way, I want to welcome and extend our love to our international folks. I know we get in our own American heads, but we are listened to all around the world, and we love you guys, and we love hearing from you. Having said that, the first question is from Cape Town, which I think mm. is in Central Europe. Florida. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right, Florida.
0: Um, Cape Town, Eastern. You guys Canada? are, are
1: what? you are you? You're seriously fucking around, right? I am. <laughs> I, I I actually don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a Cape Town in Florida. I I don't doubt it. I'm second. like I'm like it's eventually
1: you're gonna let us off the hook and say yeah, it's South Africa, right? You're gonna say that, and I'm sitting here going, oh no. <laughs> Like, I knew the Florida thing was bullshit. Okay, anyway, go ahead.
2: <laughs> it's, in, it's in Peru, I think, somewhere on the coast. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. This is a Cape Town listener uh, with a short question. Uh, you may have answered this before, but in honor of Dune and the trauma which David Lynch inflicted on me as a child, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to know what your favorite... Uh, slash notable slash underrated alan smithy film is
1: okay so this question is harder than you think Um, oh yeah yeah mainly because the alan smithy credit has been used on a lot of movies you haven't seen right um uh the the one i think the most Famous of the list of Alan Smithies that were theatrical releases, maybe Hellraiser Bloodline. Mm,
3: Yeah. And And that that movie.
1: (laughs) And that movie. So then you have to say, what is your favorite? I mean, Hellraiser Bloodline is not a good movie. I barely even remember it anyway, but it's not a very good movie. And then there's also the, the, an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. Which was about the industry Arthur Hiller directed, and then pulled the Alan Smithy on it, which is it, uh, obvious, you know, publicity stunt for the movie. Uh, that movie's not good at all. Mm-mm. So you have to kind of go into the ones where Alan Smithy was used when it got edited for television, or edited for a plane, mm-hmm. or something like that, and uh, and the one that I saw on here was the insider. Now I've never seen uh, the insider uh, uh edited for television or on a plane. So I couldn't tell you what it, what it, what they cut or what it, so I can only go by the fact that it has been Alan Smithy before. And the insider is the best one that I could see on there. There's also Michael Mann's done this a couple of times, but, yeah. uh, but the insider is a fantastic movie. I don't know what they would have cut, but, that's uh that would be my favorite out of that group that's on the alan smithy
0: list. yeah i wrote down heat so it must be something with michael mann and edits for tv for him because mm-hmm. i think both heat and insider were only changed to smithy when it was edited for television which again I'm, i actually i have seen heat edited for television it's been years ago before i had like hbo and pay channels mm-hmm. um but i don't remember anything about it enough to know what was different um mm-hmm very hard question and uh i applaud the the the, the difficulty level
3: yeah <laughs> i mean it,
1: it 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 seems like it seems like at first you'd be like oh, i'll be able to find a lot of these but there's not really like i, I it's a rarely used thing i feel like most directors are, are okay to just go ahead and put their name on something whether it should or not you know well yeah you, ha- you know sometimes you have failures what are you gonna do uh, but i guess in some instances there's so many things that happen to a movie that that it, are out of your control that you just like this isn't even my movie anymore so you just put alan smithy on there but yeah you look at them and it's like Ugh, i haven't seen i haven't seen 95 98 of these movies yeah.
2: well yeah and and interestingly and and i i don't I think pretty much everybody knows what, what we're alluding to, but this is a director disowning a project after it comes out Yes, and and putting that name on there. And Dune, I believe, uh, the original theatrical run, David Lynch uh, was the director credit on there. Yeah, there's like the extended had- stuff and uh, um, the, the edited versions, of course, again
1: yeah the, it's the it's definitely name. not the theatrical cut David Lynch's name is all over dune when right, you watch right, right. watch it so yeah. so it's it, it Alan Smith he comes in with other versions
2: yeah 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 so for me uh I went first with uh a music video um, ah and it's uh for it's for the bodyguard. You remember the bodyguard, Whitney Houston, do Kevin Costner with this weird Caesar haircut and all that shit, mm-hmm. um, that they're now thinking about remaking if they're not moving forward with remaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, they're cast, they're thinking about casting right now. Uh, the movie, I remember being fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. the, of course, what is most remembered about that movie is Whitney Houston's cover of Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, if you listen to the original Dolly Parton song, it's magical. It's wonderful. Yes, it is. Having said that, Whitney Houston pretty much just takes uh, that song and, that, and does nasty that, things to that it. That
1: build up to the, the right ways. Yes, that build up to the whole, like, you know, that chorus at the end. The man, key
2: change? Like, yeah. Just,
1: oh, my God. It blows you out of the water, man.
2: Well, here's the thing, too. The music video is iconic, too. You know, you've got Whitney Houston sitting in that chair in that little, like, suit. Um, and I think she was pregnant at the time. I think that's why the director <clears> uh, had her kind of, like, you know, in dark clothes and and covered and and just seated. Um and so th- that was the original version of it is to, to focus on Whitney Houston and her beautiful voice and her charisma and her facial expressions and everything. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and apparently uh, Clive Davis uh, was the, uh, the, uh, the, the head of a and I think at Sony at the time um, came in and said, no, we need to, as all the videos back in those days did cut in footage of the movie. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, I kind of, because I grew up on it, I got used to it, but I never really liked that. It's uh, so bad. It's, it's so, almost
1: 100% bad every time they put in the movie footage into a music it video. It
2: really is. It really is. And so the director took his name off, uh, and it's now an Alan Smithy music video. <laughs> um, and I, I, I thought that was funny because, you know, people do people do associate that movie footage with that music video. Cause you, you see Costner carrying her off, you know? And everything. Yeah. And nobody really remembers much about the movie itself. They just remember that scene almost like officer. Isn't
1: it Whitney Houston basically playing herself in that movie and, and Kevin Costner is her bodyguard. And yeah, I mean, she's playing a singer, a famous singer
2: mm-hmm. in that movie. and they fall in love and they probably have terrific sex. I mean,
1: Oh, they definitely have terrific sex. There's that's no not
0: her it. in the poster though. Hmm. Costner was given an interview a couple years ago and said that poster of him carrying Whitney Houston, it's not Whitney Houston. She wasn't there that day. That's why her head is turned into his chest.
1: Interesting.
2: Just carrying some rando that showed up on set. I don't
1: know. Ended up on I the didn't
2: fucking post. They couldn't wait another day to, f- to shoot
3: I the
1: red article. Posted. I didn't that's memorize. What's, it. That's what's amazing, right? Like that, Like oh well, Whitney Houston's not here today. Let's do the poster anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> We can't do this at any other time, ever. The
2: the lowest line item on a movie budget is the poster shoot. Poster's
1: too busy shooting A Perfect World, and Whitney Houston's doing three more albums. There's no way we can do uh poster with whitney houston's face on it you know it's it was- probably just as well though because if whitney houston's face was on the poster and it was the same carrying thing she would be looking at the camera yeah. and we'd be like what the fuck is this
0: shit i'm reading the article and apparently they were shooting that scene all day and she had gone home hmm. <clears throat> and um they i guess shot it again with her body double maybe for coverage or angles but he had a friend on set who took the picture. Um, and it just so happened to be taken while the body double was filming and Whitney was gone. But Costner liked the picture so much, he sent it to the studio and said, this is the poster. And at that point, and even now, he can probably call those kind of shots.
3: <clears throat> mm-hmm. There you go.
0: And that's the rest of the story.
2: The last two that I have for, for Alan Smith, these are both edited ones. But it's weird that Martin Brest... Was the director that uh, that did this for both of them? Uh, it was uh, it was Sin of a Woman, Hua, uh, and uh, and you know with the Chris O'Donnell and the Al Pacino and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one was Meet Joe Black, uh, which was uh, you know the Brad Pitt
1: uh Claire no, 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 no. yeah it's clear for uh yeah he's by the way he's perfectly fine putting his name on something that has that car wreck at the beginning <laughs> the, yeah or that body
2: bouncing so around great. like a pinball oh it's so great <laughs> but the weird thing about uh meet joe black that was 98 i think yes. um and uh for the the plane versions and the uh uh the tv versions he, he took his name off he said that that cut his bullshit I saw Meet Joe Black on a plane, and mm. and it is no worse or better than seeing it the the original version. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't know what I he was can't imagine it. Of.
1: I can't imagine what they cut from Meet Joe Black that would have made that movie like any different.
2: No, I mean it's a mediocre movie. It's not a terrible movie, but uh, it's it's not a good movie or anything. like mm-hmm. that. What is the worst roll credits moment? this person's pick would be what are we some kind of suicide squad
1: that is probably one of the worst ones in recent memory um the you know i was I, I i think over the last 9 years we've been doing this we probably run into some that are just as bad as that but i couldn't think of them right off the bat but one that i remembered for some reason comes from the 1990s oh. from a movie called inventing the abbots um
2: we have not done a sins video on that i would say no we haven't
1: uh <laughs> nobody knows what inventing the abbots is these days but uh i went to look for this quote because there's a, i remember him saying something of, i think it's is it joaquin phoenix that's narrating in that movie
2: I remember this movie having a great cast.
1: Yeah, as Billy Crudup and Joanna Going and Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler, and, right? Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah. Jennifer Connelly's in it, and uh, Billy Crudup. Anyway, he fucks all of them. So yeah, he does. That's what yeah, the nice movie's one. about. That's yep. what the movie's about. Will Patton says something like, "Get your po boy dick out of my daughter's." <laughs> he does. He does.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> um, but uh, there's a point in the narration uh, where. And it says, my mother was right. If the Abbots didn't exist, JC would have had to invent them. But it seems to me that inventing the Abbots was something that almost everyone in Haley did and still do.
2: There you go. He didn't get any really, really shitty,
1: <laughs> really shitty. Like, like, like that's a, that's like justify, like you came up with that title and it's like, Oh, I love that title. Then you wrote something in the screenplay to justify that title you came up with. <laughs>
2: inventing the abbots what yes. a pull oh i'm gonna I'll, I'll stay in the 90s um nice out of nowhere well there's there's a lot of really shitty things about con air i love Con oh. air. Mm-hmm. uh but but you know there's nicholas cage going like cyrus it's your barbecue and i love the way it tastes <laughs> <laughs> and there's a point where somebody says sigh is is he's about to be killed and John Malkovich as Cyrus the virus says Anara is in like Cy Anara. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when they get up uh and they're flying and they take over the plane that's that's taking all these dangerous prisoners and Nicolas Cage to a maximum security prison, uh once they take over, John Malkovich gets on the, the blower and he's like, Welcome to Con Air Mm -hmm. that's a roll credits thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the other one that i just saw fairly recently on a bond trip uh in in advance of no time to die was view to a kill do you guys remember view to a kill of course everybody knows the duran duran song Mm -hmm. uh but uh it's a really weird weird fucking james bond movie this is roger moore i think the last one he did um as james bond and it's got grace jones Model and actor extraordinaire, uh, and Christopher Walken, youngish uh, Christopher Walken, um, as the main villain. And mm-hmm. it's so weird because they are both like superhuman badasses with no empathy, no nothing. And but at one point, they fly into San Francisco, I think on a blimp because they do a lot of blimping in this movie. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. And they fly into San Francisco, and Grace well, Jones planes looks, hadn't
1: been invented yet, yeah,
2: of course, yeah. I mean, it mm-hmm. was the 80s uh and, and grace jones is looking at the golden gate bridge and she's like what a view and christopher Walken comes in like right behind her and he's like to a kill
1: no, Oh jesus. fuck me jesus christ oh, jesus like i I had <laughs> physical pain from just hearing that
2: <laughs> i was like That's god awful. That's it's, awful. it's not good and uh, since the person mentioned will smith uh saying the suicide squad thing i'm gonna mention every fucking bad boy's movie ever made not only Mm. with doing the theme song but ride together die together bad boys for life and all that fucking things it's awful it's awful will Mm. smith is you remember when in the pursuit of happiness he says what is this some kind of pursuit of happiness
0: (laughs) (laughs) i actually you know yesterday i was reading an interview where he said well, the headline was Will Smith tells you what his worst movie is, and I was curious if it was if he was going to go to the Collateral Beauty, but he said Wild Wild West. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm. the article, he thinks his best two movies are uh, the first Men in Black and Pursuit of Happiness, mm-hmm. and he said I think in their own way those are two perfect movies, and I was like, Wince. Um <laughs> I believe having worked with your son at such a young age has colored your experience on pers- I think Pursuit of Happiness is just fine, don't get me wrong. It's way better than Collateral Beauty or Seven Pounds or <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a lot of his mopey stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I was surprised that he puts it up there with Men in Black, the first one, which is fucking iconic.
2: It really is. Yeah, and it, uh, he's right. You know, Men in Black is kind of shoot away as kind of being too jokey and too effects driven and stuff like that. That's a really
1: good movie. It's a really mm-hmm. good movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's solid. People mm-hmm. think he's gonna win an Oscar for this uh Williams Dad movie that's coming out. But listen, I saw a trailer yesterday for a movie called Red Rocket. You heard of this? Mm-hmm. This is the guy that made the Florida project. Mm-hmm. Oh Sean Baker. And it stars Simon Rex of MTV VJ fan yep. fame as a former porn star, which he really was in real life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That returns to his hometown and struggles to fit in. And from what the trailer shows starts banging this, maybe, uh, maybe way too young for him. Clerk girl at the gas station or something. This movie looks wild. The trailer was incredible. And, all the comments were Simon Rex is going to win a fucking Oscar um, <laughs> before <laughs> Will Smith does. That's you know, would be, crazy. That would be I mean, it is exactly the kind of performance <laughs> that Hollywood loves to at least throw nominations at. If the movie's any good, they already in you know, Florida Project. This guy's already got pedigree. So if the movie's any good and it's gotten good reviews at the festival it played at. But anyway, there
1: was something I, I, I saw that Simon Rex being a porn star thing for some, he was in some other movie that I think we've seen or something, because Ooh. I remember like, who is this guy? I've seen this guy before. I don't know who he is. And I had to look him up and then I read all that stuff about him. Um, but I, I know we've sinned something with him in it, like in the last couple of years. Oh, that's interesting.
2: What would he have been in? I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it uh racist superman no
1: that's mm, he's
2: embodied um yeah, we
1: never did that one we
2: never did that one
1: maybe maybe i saw him embodied we didn't send it but maybe i, I saw him embodied him there huh i don't even remember him in there kind of looks like the rest he of was them. donnie narco yeah. yeah 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 um but it may have been seeing him embodied uh that made me go who is this guy it must I've seen have this been.
2: guy. yeah it must have been because the rest of the stuff he's been in like parody movies like fucking you mm-hmm. know uh yeah
1: scary movies scary and movie stuff like three
2: that. uh scary movie three did he play the uh, tom cruise character in that <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, I don't know i thought um no that craig was before world yeah i think craig what... Bierico played the tom cruise yeah, yeah, yeah. role uh, and the, the, that's one of the funniest things of the latter scary movies is him throwing the baseball to his son because it just he, throw, he throws it, he goes straight down in the crowd, just bounces.
2: <laughs> what is your role credits? Uh, thing, Jeremy. Sorry, I'm
0: uh, I want to go with Star Trek First Contact, which mm. was watching a bit of ironically last night. It was a sneaky good score in that film, um, but. In the course of one 45-second conversation, uh, Riker says first contact twice. And then uh, Zephram Cochran, um, Babe the Pig's owner, um, <laughs> um, James, Cromwell. A, James, Cromwell. James Cromwell says, And you people are all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. Oh, my God. And it's not good.
1: <laughs> anytime, anytime you <laughs> write a line... That- anytime you write a line that has some kind of and it's and it has the movie's title it's terrible
0: yep yep some kind of suicide squad some Mm -hmm. kind of star trek (laughs) there's a uh
1: i think it's is it it upright citizens brigade i I can't remember what it is Uh, uh matt walsh i believe is in a is in a a uh, skit where he he keeps going up to people and he goes, I had the titular line in Star Wars or whatever, and they're like <laughs> they're like they don't ever say that. And they, yeah, I did you remember? I was the guy who was like, man, I'm so tired of all this all this uh, fighting and everything. I really hate these Star Wars. <laughs> and,
3: <laughs>
1: and so he just keeps on like he's like I he says he says uh, he's like I had the titular line and Out of Africa or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, he's like, he's. Do like, you, you remember? You remember the part where he's like, "Oh, I can't wait to get out of Africa." <laughs> oh,
2: I didn't see that. That's funny. yeah. Here's the next one. I like this one a lot. What do you think are the worst movies with the most stacked casts? Now, this mm-hmm. guy, this person, has a really good example. we were uh, off before the episode. We were talking about bad Johnny Depp movies. Uh, the one that comes to this person's mind would be Mordecai from oh. 2015. Uh, killer cast the likes of Johnny Depp, Ewan McGregor, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paul Bettany, and Jeff Goldblum. But an awful movie nonetheless. Now, I've seen this movie, and it is one of the worst movies that I've seen in the last 10 years
1: or so. Mm, I think. It didn't look good, I'll tell you that. Um, so, I know that this movie is Fairly popular, so I know that I am. I guess on an island. On I'm not. I know I'm not an island with you three, but like I loathe Sin City, Um, (laughs) and it's got a huge cast in it. Yeah, it does. And uh, and uh, it, you know, the trailer was awesome. I remember I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to see that. And then I've seen it a couple of times. I I just I never have, uh, never have connected to it. Uh, maybe the Elijah Wood uh, part is all right, and maybe the Josh Hartnett thing is kind of good, but like Carla yeah, Gugino part, yeah, Carla Gugino for sure. But uh, I never connected to that movie; never liked it. Um, the other ones you've got to include these New Year's Eve and he's just not that into yeah. you type movies. That have everybody fucking in them, and they're all awful.
0: I um uh, could have chosen. Any of the Expendables movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because all three of those movies had more potential than they delivered on. Um, but I decided to go with uh, Aloha. Um, <laughs> ah. <laughs> how does Cameron Crowe mess up when he's got Bradley Cooper, Rachel McAdams, Emma Stone, Alec Baldwin, Bill Murray, John Krasinski, and Danny McBride? Mm. How did that happen? I don't how know. did that? How did all those people sign up for what? I think was probably a boring looking script. How does anybody get jazzed about? Was it a trip to Hawaii? Was that it? Did Adam Sandler make this movie? I don't know, (laughs) but it's not good.
2: I haven't seen that yet. Is it really as bad as like everybody says, or is
0: it just honestly, after vanilla, I almost said vanilla ice after vanilla (laughs) sky. I haven't liked anything he's done that I've seen. So that's Elizabethtown. We we bought a zoo. zoo. This movie. I just thought it was boring. Mm. I don't Did you see it Chris?
1: Mm-mm, no. Oh. Uh yeah, I I was never interested in it even though I love Emma Stone and everything. I was I, I, I mean Emma Stone's usually like I don't care if it's terrible at all. I want to see Emma Stone. Well, you could um, you could
2: put Gangster Squad in here too
0: by the way speaking. Of uh, almost Stone. did. Oh, my I actually God. watched most of that the other night cuz I'd never seen it and it is bad. It's
2: mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm, and bad. she's with ryan gosling like they're they're a couple in that movie right
0: they are yeah. coupling up yeah she's technically with sean penn right at least right. Yeah, yeah sean penn thinks she is three uh,
1: times three times they were couples in movies and I mean, and amazingly amazingly didn't end up together in real life you would think that that enough of it they must think of each other like brother and sister way,
0: well time. he is married to eva mendez
1: eva yeah <laughs> it's kind of hard uh, really? but they
0: probably do have <laughs> yeah. a uh, they have great chemistry as a romantic couple, uh, but they probably do off screen have more of a brother sister relationship. That's what I'm
1: thinking. Yeah, and
0: um, she's of course married to Tom Everett Scott.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes no. she is married. I don't know if you're joking. Yeah, I don't
0: know. It's uh, she's, it's somebody he's like else. Like a producer, or a, he's not a. I don't think he's in the business. He no. put some uh, baby juice in her, right? He's the, Mm. she's going to have a baby soon is the proper way to say that. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the one he was the, he was like a camera guy on SNL or something like that. I think that's who she married.
1: Yeah. Uh, Uh, segment director, Dave McCary.
2: There you go. Old old Davey
1: Mac.
0: Good for
2: him.
1: Yeah. And, uh, this is, uh, in March, 2021, they had their first child, a daughter.
0: Oh, already had the baby. Sorry.
1: Yeah. His name is Louise Jean McCary.
2: Okay. Look, uh, stacked casts. I have no idea how this movie was made, <laughs> but movie 43, which I've talked about a little bit, 2013 mm-hmm. movie. It's an mm-hmm. anthology comedy. Uh, the Farrelly's are involved in this. I think they were kind of the ringleaders. Uh, Odin James Gunn was in this Brett Ratner, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> this is absolutely stacked. You've got uh, Dennis Quaid, Greg Kinnear, uh, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, and one memorable thing, Halle Berry, Leah Schreiber, Naomi Watts, Anna Ferris, and Chris Pratt uh, when they were together, I think. Uh, this The best by far, if you're going to watch one segment of this whole movie, watch the one with Kieran Culkin and, and Emma Stone, speaking of which, uh, which is fantastic. Richard Gere, Kate Bosworth, Jack McBrayer, Asaf Mavi, like there is Sudeikis, Uma Thurman, Kristen Bell, like the the list goes on and on and on in this movie, but it's balls. I even love it. <laughs> I don't love it. I even kind of like it, but mm-hmm. it's balls. It's, it's 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 pretty balls. 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 And the other balls. one is uh is a movie that I actually like but is universally despised, The Bonfire, of the Vanities. Ah, um, yes. Now, you guys are big De Palma fans. Have you guys seen this movie? You guys must have a long seen it.
1: time ago. Mm-hmm.
2: This was nineteen probably.
1: It was yeah. It's either ninety or ninety one, but um, I think nineties right. Uh, no, I haven't seen it probably since. It would have to been mid nineties the last yep, time I saw it. <clears throat> well, it was a disaster.
2: It was a des- disaster uh, commercially and critically. Now, the Tom Wolfe novel that it was based on was universally like just acclaimed. Mm-hmm. um i read the book a long time ago i rewatched the movie fairly recently i don't mind this movie i think it's it's pretty good but it's got a stat cast man it's got tom hanks in his prime you got bruce willie uh as mm-hmm. the alcohol bruce willis is the alcoholic uh, detective looking for him. melanie griffith kim cattrall morgan freeman uh and just this 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 kirsten dunst uh is, yeah. is in this uh f murray abraham plays the mayor um, or, or the, uh, the DA, uh, this thing is stacked and the movie, uh, if you, if you've never been interested in it, it may be worth a look because I actually kind of dug,
1: it. I saw a, a video about this movie, uh, last week, uh, talking about, uh, an airplane landing shot that was in the movie that cost $80,000, <laughs> um, this is a very interesting video if you can find it. I'm sorry, I don't know the the channel name or anything huh. like that. But this guy takes us through this whole thing about how this shot cost eighty thousand dollars. De Palma said that you know he would never have he he bet. I think he bet his first assistant or something like. You, I will never ever have a shot of a plane landing in any of my movies because they're, they're, they're so boring and nobody cares and all that type of bullshit. And, uh, and his first assistant basically did the Neil Patrick Harris from how I met your mother and said, challenge accepted (laughs) and, and went out and, uh, and he, there were some very specific parameters like the sun had to be in the right spot and all this. And like, uh, the sun and, and, the you know, this, and this plane lands and everything. And it's an $80,000 shot. Wow. And, wow. uh, he talked, the guy talks about how movies like this didn't get started to not get made anymore because, uh, because they, you know, they were made for adults. You don't see those uh, very often anymore, but the cost of making a movie like that became prohibitive when you could just, you know, could, you can make these, uh, well, back in the '90s, I don't know what they were trending towards. I'm trying to remember what they were trend- trending towards. More like, um, I don't know, I don't remember. But they, you don't see these kind of movies anymore, because mm. mainly because of that.
2: No, um, yeah, and this thing, this thing was a big old disaster. All I remember, and I don't even know if I saw it growing up, but all I remember was was an Ishtar like story uh, mm-hmm. of how they blew the budget and it was a, a flop. And, uh, <clears> but <throat> it had everything working for it. Brian, I need to.
0: I need to rewatch it because I definitely saw it in the mid 90s. Like Chris and I was just renting stuff from the video store. And I knew this not as a De Palma film because I hadn't begun my appreciation of De Palma yet. So I knew it as a big disaster and watched it. I was like, yeah, that's like a disaster. But (laughs) Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. that I have appreciation for De Palma, dude, I can watch Femme Fatale and enjoy myself, even though that is a terrible movie because there's so many cool De Palma-isms in that. Yeah. Even Snake Eyes is it's hard for me to watch. Uh
2: I find myself and, watching Snake Eyes every once in a while. And
0: performance wise, <laughs> but the way he wields the camera is just so fucking unique yeah. and awesome. Yeah. I need to rewatch this bonfire of the vanity shit. Yeah. What
2: is uh so Fin Fatale is, is Rebecca romaine and uh Banderas. Banderas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. who was the lady that gets lucky with her in the bathroom? Do we know her? Uh, Isn't
0: there a bathrobe oh, yes. sexy shot? Yes, it's uh, it's not brunette it's it's, yeah, Maybe yeah. this
1: Re Rasmussen. Rasmussen. maybe
0: Rasmussen. She's also. I mean, I don't really want to. Who cares if I spoil this movie? Rebecca Romain is playing more than one character. Mm-hmm. She may well have made out with herself in the shower. Uh, mm-hmm. Because she's playing like a doppelganger. If I
1: was Rebecca Romain, I would make out with
0: myself. Well, that movie, again, not a good movie. Sexy as fuck, though. Like, mm-hmm. that movie mm-hmm. is oozing sex appeal.
1: All right, everybody. It's time to talk about Hello Fresh. Hello, Hello Fresh.
2: Fresh.
0: Oh, yes, it's man.
1: Tasty.
2: It's tasty. It's tasty, guys. Like, there's the, the fall is here. You want fall centric stuff, right? You don't want to be eating like, 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 like summer foods in October or November. It's the holidays. You're supposed to be eating farm fresh stuff and root vegetables and and stuff that makes you feel fallish. And HelloFresh has got that menu, baby.
0: HelloFresh
2: has got you set up, and not only that, but it comes right to your door. And not only that. But it's all portioned out for you to where you you, you don't have a lot of food waste. And not only that, it's reasonably cost. And not only that! Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. It
0: is delicious!
1: Yes, it is. Oh, oh, I love it. You know,
0: coming up uh, later in the month, I like to keep an eye on the upcoming menus. Because they post several weeks' worth of menus. Mm -hmm. And they got this one-pan pork carnitas tacos meal coming. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, Mm -hmm. I have... I was raised in a very small, small town. We didn't have Mexican food. Mexican food was Taco Bell a couple towns over, and it took me until college to have actual decent sit down Mexican food, which a lot of people will tell you is still just Americanized Tex Mex, and that's fine. But American Mexican <laughs> food, as much as I've consumed it over the years, I was late to Carnitas. Carnitas mm-hmm. are slow roasted pork tips, and somehow, sometimes they're cut up in little crispy bits, and sometimes it's like a pulled yeah. pork kind of a thing, and it's juicy. Um, and I have tried the carnitas everywhere I get Mexican food, and it is awesome. I can't wait to try this. one.
1: And uh, the directions are easy to follow. I mean, they give you all the ingredients that you need, maybe except for salt and pepper. I mean, if you got salt and pepper, you got to have salt and pepper Come around on, your house. Come on,
2: folks. You got freaking salt and pepper, people.
1: Right. But they bring, they give you all these ingredients and, and like, it's, it's like, here's step one. And then in six steps, you're done.
0: You're eating, you're eating food. That's amazing. And it looks amazing. It
2: looks like you're the freaking chef.
0: -hmm. And listen, a lot of people have made jokes. We're not the first to make, I'm not the first to make this joke, but a lot of online recipe sites these days, you know, the headline is How to Make One Pan Pork Carnitas Tacos. And you click it, and it's like, I was raised in Michigan on the lake (laughs) in a tiny cottage. And you have to go through six paragraphs of story because otherwise it's too easy for bots to scrape that recipe and repost somewhere else and there's no value in that content but as somebody who just wants the freaking recipe uh you're not going to look at this recipe card from Hello Fresh and it's not going to start by saying I was raised in Michigan on the lake in a cottage <laughs> it's going to give you the directions step by step get to it get done eat some good food and
2: let me let me tell you uh, let me tell you something people let me tell, mm-hmm. let, let mm-hmm. me let you in on a little secret yep yep you go you go online, you go to the World Wide Web, and in that little box up top, you're going to enter HelloFresh.com, all right? not right? Don't spell out the dot. You just put a dot, period. HelloFresh.com, mm-hmm. all right? Are we still with me? All right, you're still with me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SYNCAST14. Mm. It's very, it's, it's so exciting, like I, I'm getting... Chill bumps in the right places. The number places. one and the number four, correct? Sincast mm-hmm. fourteen, yes. Number one and number four, four one four, and uh, or or use the code Sincast fourteen for up to fourteen free meals. That's cool. a lot of free meals, people. Fourteen free meals and free four shipping.
0: Three.
2: Free shipping. Now listen, you know what the cost of shipping is, and just for regular stuff, you send like a a freaking you know uh, taco shell. In the mail, and it costs you like 30 bucks, right? I don't know why you send a taco shell, but just in case you did, Mm -hmm. it would cost you $30. It's
1: it's really for the things that you can't think of. That's the one. That's why. Yeah, exactly. That's why you order a taco shell in the mail.
2: (laughs) But look, HelloFresh, they they give you this, I, I think it's eco friendly packaging. Uh, on this, it's all like sealed up, and it has refrigeration packs on it that are like compostable or recyclable, and that's no joke, man. That's a lot of stuff for free shipping if you use the code SinCast fourteen one four, up to fourteen free meals and free shipping, and delicious food, and you don't have to worry about going out to the store. You could just sit in there and be like, hey, I want some carnitas tonight. I want some shawarma chickpea couscous.
1: Mm -hmm, That's right.
2: And that stuff will show up and you're going to love it. HelloFresh.com slash SYNCAST14. Do it! Uh, This is an interesting thought experiment. What do you guys think is the most watched movie of all time? This includes rewatches and all forms of media for watching the film. So definitely not Avatar. Ooh, Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it came down to wizard of Oz and star Wars, the original new hope in 1977. And I feel like it could go either way. would love to hear you guys perspective on this. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you. What do you guys think is the most watched movie of all time?
1: I think it's clearly star Wars. Um, really? The number of times people have rewatched and, dug into all the mythology and, and and everything of that movie. The movie came out, you know, and was, you know, the biggest hit ever when it came out. Uh, it got re-released like a hundred million times before it got on video. Video It came out on video, I read this, I think in 1980. Uh, so you know that anybody who, and especially as VCRs became more prevalent in the mid 80s, people were buying star Wars and just watching it every day. Um, I don't think the same level of, of obsession can be applied to any of the star Trek films Mm. or, um, even Lord of the Rings, uh, just by length alone, you wouldn't be able to, uh, watch those as many times as, as anyone has watched star Wars. And, uh, people know every single frame of star Wars, a lot I think there are people who know every single frame of a lot of movies, but like I think more people know every single frame of Star Wars than any other movie. Hmm. Um uh and every single like scene has been dissected. Wizard of Oz has been shown obviously millions of times. There's no doubt about it that people watched Wizard of Oz a lot. But by the time it came out on video, like you know, forty something years later after it came out, I mean, I'm sure it had many re-releases and people watched it all the time and it was on TV and all that. Uh, but wizard of Oz doesn't have the same level of study that star Wars, star Wars does. That's the, that's the thing. Some people aren't just watching star Wars to be entertained. They're watching it to understand every relationship and every line that's said. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like there's any movie out there that's been seen more.
0: What I love about this question is there's no way to ever know. It's, in a, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely impossible to ever know. My gut, my first thought was <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if it's something more modern, like maybe not today, but in 10 years, Avengers Endgame. Um, Mm -hmm. another thought I had is that your star Wars is probably right. I'll be honest. Uh, but I like to, I like to be different. Um, is that not, not everybody is into Mm sci-fi. So I started thinking, what is a movie that has been watched over and over and over again till the VCR worn out that has a wider appeal than sci-fi. And what I can't shake out of my mind is the princess bride. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but i still think star wars is probably the correct answer if we could somehow tally it up and know because of exactly what you said people watching it every day over and over and over i watched the muppets take manhattan every day but because i had that on vhs because i taped it off tv i didn't have fucking star wars uh but if i had i probably have watched it every day i watched back to the future every day once i taped that off tv mm-hmm. uh, so it has to be a movie i think in that vhs dvd sweet spot um but yeah what a fascinating question Mm -hmm. i think the same thing i think it it skews a little more modern
2: uh than than something like the wizard of oz like you were saying chris you know there were no home video options for what 60 years after its release 50 years after its release or something like that um so yeah i having been around kids uh you know most of the last uh 15 years of my life i think it's something kids based i think it's something disney based because adults tend to throw on uh movies for kids to keep them busy and kids tend to watch, watch and rewatch. i mean just like when you were a kid jeremy you watched uh back to the future over and over and over again uh as i did you know with with that and with other things uh i think something like the lion king which came out right in the thick of hmm. VCR, the end of VCR and the beginning of DVD, and then has now moved on to streaming. Uh, or maybe Beauty and the Beast came a little bit before. Aladdin came a little bit before, but I think Lion King would be my pick to to be like, what is it? 94 is when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like that's infinite numbers of times that people have streamed it. DVD'd it, VCR'd it, and mm-hmm. uh, and watched it over and over and over again, uh, especially with kids. So that would be my pick. But again, I think Star Wars is, is, uh, is as good of a pick as
0: any. I'm personally pushing The Martian up that list mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis, <laughs> just Patel's all by myself.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Ben Patel. <laughs> um uh that movie with brian cranston and the house and whatever that you talked about i don't know six months ago um <laughs> <laughs> um uh i think lying the thing about lion king is at some point that goes away though right like the parents are showing lion king to their kids for let's say it's five to ten years there's a there's a um, an overlapping generation of parents that keep showing lion king but at some point that stopped because that movie was only really well known to people who lived back in that era and everything and they had and they of course it's more more cash grab than anything they remade it live action Mm -hmm. quote unquote live action later on uh and and so I have a feeling that that original one sort of lost the test of time to some kids that were growing up in the two thousands. Mm. Like when they were first, like they were born in the two thousands and they were old enough to watch movies later on. They weren't watching Lion King. They were watching Lilo and stitch and stuff like that. Mm.
0: Um, uh, Fighting so I don't,
1: I don't think 20 year, you know, now it's 27 years, uh, from the release of Lion King that there are people still, popping in Lion King at the same rate that they might do a Star Wars or something Mm. like that. Now, Star Wars Mm. itself, the original Star Wars may have faded uh, over the years. Um, And it would also be interesting to see worldwide uh, how this plays because the one thing they were talking about with the new star Wars was how China didn't give a fuck about star Wars.
0: Yeah, dude, China just had a movie that made two over 200 million international opening weekend. And you've never heard of it. I've never mm-hmm. heard of it. Yeah. Is it the um, one where
2: they try to move
1: the planet with? No, that <laughs> one's coming <laughs> on. That was
0: on Netflix. I think um, that, one,
1: that one also made a lot of money in China though.
0: It did. But also I've got to beat you on a technicality. You ready? And I'm also just trying to beat someone on facebook from coming Mm -hmm. in with the snot nose to Mm -hmm. say this Mm -hmm. there's two different versions of star wars yeah Yeah. so you can't say that either one of them has been viewed the most of all time because those views are split from 77 to 97 right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm just kidding
1: i would yeah i i even if i gave you that technicality i think that the original star wars has been watched more than
0: you may be right it's just that you can't you can't watch it today.
1: No, you can't. I mean, I can. I can buy a VCR. I've got a copy of the original Star Wars.
0: Well, that's the only way you can. Also, when was the last time you shopped for a VCR? Because you have to buy it at a pawn shop. Like, mm-hmm. They don't yeah, sell them shits anymore. I
1: had, I, had to, I had to give mine away when I was li- when I was leaving New York, so I uh, don't have one anymore. But I have the I have the tapes. I have the that's tapes. That's great, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You lost
2: all your DVDs, but you kept the VHSs, right?
1: uh i had the i had the tapes in a box but the the vcr itself i couldn't i mean i i I was driving home in a nissan Sentra, man Mm -hmm. (laughs) no 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 (laughs) what
2: didn't you lose your dvds though in in i lost my dvds because the
1: moving company apparently because i because i had no dvd it was the weirdest thing they sent I sent them to the storage place that I was keeping all my stuff in until I could find a a permanent residence and everything. And my parents supervised them putting all my stuff in the, in the thing. Now they don't know what the hell I'm putting in the storage space or whatever. They just see a bunch of stuff coming off the truck and figure that's all it. Uh, they, they, either forgot or stole my DVDs. And then they replaced it with some Ikea table that I still have today. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, I, you, I remember I going you a
2: nice Ikea table. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I remember going to the storage place and went, I don't remember having this Ikea table. What's what is I asked my dad, did you put, did you store an Ikea table in there? And he's like, no, and I was, I thought about that forever and I was like, oh, I bet that's what I got instead of my DVDs. There you
2: go. A nice parting gift.
0: It's funny,
1: though, <laughs> what would have happened, though, if I had kept my DVDs because I've nearly replaced all of them with Blu rays or 4Ks by this point. Um, yeah what would I have done with would I, I guess I would still have them somewhere and have them in a box or whatever, but they would be collecting dust essentially.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get even more shelves than you already have in your
1: office. Exactly.
2: All right. Here's the next one. I like this one a lot. This is a, uh, this is one that's been on the docket for a while. So thank you questioner for uh, sticking with us. If the Oscars had a best bit part by an actor or actress I'm gonna call them actors, by the way. That's a whole pet peeve that I've had
3: recently. Mm -hmm. If
2: if they had the best bit part by an actor, then who would you give the awards to? Best bit parts uh, in the Academy Awards uh, for actors. What would you say?
1: No, I think there is some sort of definition to this bit part thing, and I may not be giving. I don't think. I don't know if all of us are going to give true you know, uh, answers to this, but I feel like bit parts are still more than cameos. And I feel like cameos are, are more celebrity based. Cause how can you make a cameo if you're, you know, if you're
2: yeah, like, Joe Smith is a cameo yeah, exactly. in first night.
1: Um, but I I think if I had thought about this long enough, I could think of somebody before they were famous and they had this bit part where I think, I think of bit parts as you show up like three times in the movie and you have like a little bit of dialogue and then, you know, you're not a, you're not a main part of the movie at all Mm. or whatever, but I ended up falling that falling on things that you could either call cameos possibly, or uh, they're not bit parts. They are actual meaty fucking roles. I don't know. They're not in the movie long, though. so uh, Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Gary, Glenn Ross.
2: Yep. Good. That's, uh, that's it's more than classic, it's more
1: than isn't. a cameo, and it's it's a very small part of the movie, but it's a huge, memorable part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison, uh, was one that I thought of, nice. uh, the one that the guy that Billy Madison calls and says, sorry for all the things he did in high school. And he crosses him off the people I have to kill. List. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I also put Harrison Ford in the conversation who plays, uh, Robert yeah. Duvall's, um, sort of wacky guy, uh, in a, who's making sure that Gene Hackman, does, God, that's such a fucking trio, Robert Duvall, Harrison Ford, Gene Hackman. Although they're net they're not like you know, Gene Hackman is ninety eight percent of that movie and Harrison Ford and Duval are like two percent of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: but Harrison Ford is is uh is a uh, it's a different role for him. You're not used to seeing him like that. If you're if you're used to Star Wars and Indiana Jones and all that, he's kind of he's a dick in that movie. He's a mm-hmm. dick in the conversation. So yeah, you're not used to him like that. But anyway, those are my answers.
0: I think I'm going to give you two. Paul Rudd in Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: um, I could give a few people in Forgetting Sarah Marshall this award, mm-hmm. including the bartender, who yeah. Akanuma Numa Kapua, bitch, or yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy that gives a beer and a hug and then asks uh, Pete if he wants to come slaughter the pig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. But Paul Rudd. It's uh, he probably has too many scenes to be considered a bit character. He's got probably five scenes in this movie, um, but he's so funny and he has so many memorable lines that the, you sound like you're from London and the I wonder if the carpet matches.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's just playing this. It's kind of a riff on the, you know, the typical stoner kind of guy. Um, and he even says let's smoke some weed you got me um, <laughs> but he's it's more of like a short-term memory kind of deal with him um because he keeps asking You <laughs> looks like you got some pain behind those eyes um yeah. the other one i thought of uh that stuck out really good to me was Rooney mara in the social network yep yep um oh that's a good because yeah she not only holds her own in with you know Zuckerberg if you will in that opening scene but she sets everything in motion to where the end of the movie he's still checking and updating to see if she's mm-hmm. re- responded to him um and that, that's that's a memorable performance that lasts for a few minutes and then is gone I guess she has one other scene where she finds out about the what he said about her on his blog but Oh, no, They she yeah, she's got the one right where here. she confronts him. You know, she was talking. Yeah, about he
2: goes over to talk
1: to her eyes.
0: And she says, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, and But she tells him off again. But in the opening, she's like, it'll be because you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, there you go. There's my answers. You got a complicated
2: uh, thought pattern about the social network now. Um, it's such a great movie. And you have to take the movie as the movie. But man, you, you think about Zuckerberg now and how they turn him into a protagonist in the in that movie, uh, a, a misunderstood protagonist that gets kind of well, let off the hook at the he's end a by the villain Rashida protagonist.
0: Joke. He's a protagonist, but he's a he is not the good guy. I think the movie's pretty clear here.
1: Oh man, I I don't think of him as the good guy in that movie at all.
0: I do think he's the protagonist, which is to say, the character f- whose perspective is the focal point of the story. But Eduardo Savarin is the is the good guy. I no, think of
2: course, movie. yeah, he's uh, absolutely the good guy.
0: They but- do try to make you feel sorry for him. the pr- The problem what what makes the movie hard to watch now is is that we didn't even know then all of the terrible shit he was going to do or had done. And, and so the best the movie had to do was play him as an asshole who walked over people he needed to, to get stuff done. But if we didn't know known at the time, so now when I watch it, I'm like, no, he's way more evil than this. You're mm-hmm, this making yeah. him a little too nice, but I don't think they had enough knowledge. It's also based on a book. So I think they, you know, only had so much. About yeah it's him it's, just, it's
2: colored a little bit more i've always absolutely worshiped that movie i think it's just cinematically and and performance-wise just absolutely mm-hmm. and, and dialogue-wise just almost perfection uh but it's it's colored a little bit and that usually doesn't happen for me but it's colored a little you can't get that that stuff that he's done out of the back of your mind uh mm-hmm. when you watch something like that that's that's okay sure he's not the good guy but it is kind of a sympathetic portrayal of of this guy is not you know, rashida jones saying you're not an asshole you're just trying you're trying to be um you know it, it, there's, just, there's just a little thing in the back of my mouth when i watch it now <laughs> like,
3: mm. yeah
1: i think around the time this movie came out there were some discussions not necessarily about what they're doing right now but some discussions about you know, about how Facebook, you know, was taking your information. That was a big, Mm -hmm. a big deal Uh, around that time. They were talking about how, you know, they had, there was a discussion that was over email or something that got leaked that said, you know, like these people are just giving us everything uh, for their, from their personal, their, for their personal lives. Can you believe that shit? This is way back when it was just colleges, I think at the time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, back in 2010, we knew that there was something like not completely above board going on, but we, I don't think we knew the, um, the total, um, insanity that was about to come.
2: Having said that, I still love watching it though.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, one of the best, uh, trailers to movie, uh, converts there are like most of the time you see a trailer that is that good. And I'm not talking about the teaser trailer with the. The chorus doing the uh, Radiohead song, which is fine, <laughs> yeah. but the 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 full version, uh, you know, that uh, came out was a great trailer, and it matched the movie that came out. So, didn't Very he do that as happened.
2: as the stinger to the trailer of the Have I ad- adequately answered your condescending question right before the, mm-hmm. the end of the trailer? There, yeah. Uh, like
1: I, I think I would, I need to be recognized by this board for what you know, and oh yeah, and he's yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, my answers are so again, playing loose, fast and loose with bit parts. Um, the second one is probably the meatiest one, but the f- the first one that I thought of was Vanessa Kirby in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, mm. She's got such a delicious part in there mm-hmm. as as uh, Max's daughter, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you know, exactly. it's it's um, implied. It's yes.
2: implied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's the broker uh that that sets up lock with with the the plutonium and everything, and I love her character because it's not all good it's not all bad uh it's mostly bad uh but she has that kiss with Ethan she's just like mm.
3: mm-hmm. and she
2: she's she just all horny <laughs> and and i and i love it and and yeah it's probably a little bit too meaty uh because she is kind of a fulcrum for that plot but she's only in there for a few scenes uh in an arguably long movie the other one uh was asia kate Dillon and john wick three uh yeah they have uh a, a decent part in there's like the head of the the table um or the adjudicator is their uh, their thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh excellent part um they uh you really get across the kind of casual um autocracy of this shit's gonna happen it, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter how it's going down uh yeah. and i think that's a great part and that's pretty uh like, and and the last one would be a cameo uh but but it's also very very bad and it's Sean connery and robin hood prince of
0: Thieves. <laughs> yeah. uh, and oh. at the time i saw that oh, i lost my shit now listen <laughs> I was only watching this movie because I knew all the girls were going to watch this movie. Yeah, you did. And we had two and a half hours to kill before the basketball sectional game that I wanted to go to, so we went to see this movie. Um, When Sean Connery showed up on screen, Hunt for Red October fan and me went,
2: "Holy shit! (laughs) That's (laughs) fucking awesome!" I object. (laughs) was
1: <laughs> mm, 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 the best thing about that movie robin hood men in tights it's patrick stewart but yeah just- <laughs> well
2: it's it's so great because uh yes exactly sean connery comes in as king richard uh and interrupts the wedding with maid marion and robin and he i never i thought this was overblown but he gives maid marion a kiss on the mouth who's his sister i think um and he gives her a little kiss on the mouth mm-hmm and and okay yeah whatever but in robin hood uh men in tights patrick stewart comes in and grabs <laughs> maid marion and just like fucking makes out with her, <laughs> her <laughs> whole minute and carrie always is like what the hell dave Chappelle's mm-hmm. like damn yeah. <laughs> those two are tight <laughs>
1: all right everybody it's time to talk about BetterHelp. Better help
0: better
2: makes you happy that's my theme song for the better help let's get happy people the purpose of better help is to help you right all right these people at better help online licensed professional counselors are here to help you you're not feeling so great these days you're feeling all down you're feeling a little worried. You're feeling a little anxious. You're feeling a little angry. you feeling like maybe you're using too many substances or you're drinking too much or eating too much. Uh, if you feel like they, things are, are not going the way that they're supposed to in your life, uh, relationship-wise, uh, job-wise, things like that, personally-wise, th- this is the place to go, man. BetterHelp uh, has this wonderful interface where you can... Uh, hook up with a licensed professional counselor online from the comfort of your own home, Uh, log in on your computer, on your tablet, on your phone, and you can set up, you know, a text chat with a counselor. You can set up with a, a live chat, like video chat with your counselor. And it's a process. Yeah, we've talked about how like, you know, therapy is a process. You have to come correct. You have to come honest. You have to come ready to work on some things. But it's also to help you, man. It'll make you feel better. And we all need that right now, right? It's all awesome. things.
0: One of the things I want to focus on today is how easy they make it uh, to change therapists if, for any reason, you feel the need to change therapists. And listen, these therapists are professional. Like Barrett said, they're licensed. They, they, they. This is not their first rodeo. They're not going to have hurt feelings if you guys aren't clicking. Uh, they understand how important it is for that relationship, you know, to work in order for healing to happen. So, you know, I'm my therapist is I I like my therapist because he he sort of directs the conversation. He takes copious notes. Mm. And when I visit him, he goes back over our notes and says, how's this going? How's this going? You Mm. said you were going to do this. Have you been doing this? And that helps us dive into my current issues. My wife is the exact opposite. She wants to sort of dictate where they're going to go. And her therapist is more naturally gifted in that direction and sort of allowing my wife to speak and then picking up on some of the things she says and kind of nudging the conversation to and fro from there. Um, So, you know, it's important to find a relationship that works. I think some people are afraid to try because what if I don't love my therapist? Well, hey, you can change really easily on BetterHelp, no harm, no foul. Um, And, you know, some people it takes two or three tries. But when you find one that clicks, man, let the healing begin good stuff
2: yeah and i'll be honest with you i actually switched counselors in this in this process and it was it could not have been uh more amicable and understanding like it was basically okay here's here's what's going to happen we're going to transfer you over to my colleague uh i'm going to give you all give them all the information that they need and good golly it's been absolutely uh a huge success for me uh just I it didn't have any problems necessarily with my previous counselor. It's just like, maybe, maybe I need something a little bit different. And it, it worked out beautifully. There's no judgment. There's no cost importantly, uh, to, uh, to changing, uh, counselors on this. Uh, having said that, give them a shot, you know, uh, you know, it, it, when you start this journey, especially if it's your first time out, like it was for me, uh, better help is just awesome. I mean, between just the, the thing that, uh, Jeremy mentioned, plus the, the, user-friendly interface. It's literally your own room that you go to and you dictate when you're going to show up, what messages you want to give and receive uh, on the the platform. It's fantastic. So go to betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P, slash SYNCAST, and you're going to get 10% off your first month. Uh, All you do is sign up, uh, answer a few questions, within 24 hours or so, boom, you're matched. With your counselor, counselor is going to reach out to you and say, "What up?" That's typically how they that's the the uh, professional parlance that right, they use. Right. They're going to say, "What up?" And uh, you're going to be off and running. They'll say, "When do you want to meet?" You meet, and there you go, baby. Uh, BetterHelp.com/syncast. It is your way to a better way. Do it right now. I know there are movies that are easy to sin and minds don't change. Uh, but there are others that are difficult because of how good they actually are. So when you guys decide to send/slash research these so-called perfect movies, do any of your earlier opinions towards the movie change at all during or after sending
1: them? You guys go ahead. I don't know what I'm saying on this thing. That well, I for
2: wrote. me, when you when you look at uh, movies that you enjoyed uh, in the past and you start sending them, a lot of times, you know, we, as we've always said, you put on a different hat uh, when mm-hmm. you're doing this. It's not watching it and enjoying it. But there are some times where the movie gets undercut a little bit. Uh, Beauty and the Beast for me uh, really did both versions. Now I had not seen the, the live action remake uh, until I send it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just kind of went in with no expectations and then had lower expectations afterwards. Uh, but the original one I watched a million times, just like I was talking mm-hmm. about with Lion King and everything. And I loved it. I love the music. I love the story and everything, but the, uh, the, well-documented Stockholm syndrome, the fact that she somehow falls in love with Beast uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of it very conveniently um, and and starts you know macking on him and stuff. Uh, and then he turns into the the prince with the nose. Like uh, I, I was not, uh, I was not a fan of Beauty and the Beast after this. Uh, conversely, I liked Blade Runner and the sequel more after sending them. Which I didn't expect, Um, and the same thing for Jennifer's body. Uh, I liked Jennifer's body when it came out. I love Jennifer's body now. Oh, Uh, nice! I had a fun time sending it, and I think it was a funny video. But that movie went up like probably three letter grades, two letter grades in my estimation uh, Mm -hmm. after I sent
0: it. It was a weird thing. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't know if there is anything that I previously thought was perfect that after sinning it, I disliked. But um, I had only seen 500 Days of Summer the one time in theaters, and my recollection of it uh, is different than what it actually is. When we went back to sin it, um, there's all kinds of things in there that don't don't work for me, and it, it falls victim to its own gimmick, um, of this day, the, day three hundred, then jumping back to day eighteen, and yada yada yada, and you strip all of that away, and there's there's not any reason for these people to ever be together. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember a distinct feeling of I like this movie less than I did before, and it happened after us in that movie. So that's, you you that's saw it originally
2: and liked it, right?
0: Yeah, I took my wife to it, uh, in the theaters. It was. It's, it's charming if you don't think about it too deeply. If you don't actually analyze the actions, um, it's charming. And then it does that split screen thing about what he wanted to have happen at the party versus what actually happened at the party. And that was fairly clever. Um, and I just think I came away more smiling than anything else.
2: It's clever, mm-hmm. but it's manipulative because yeah, it is. he should not like the right hand side. He should side not want of any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the right hand side of that is what not only does happen, but what should happen. <laughs> I agree.
0: Yeah. The other know, side they, is a wish list, creepy stalker. X yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah. This is,
1: this is the, it's a, it's weird. I, I, I think I had the same appreciation for 500 days of summer that I had when I first watched it, which was, I liked it. Um, but the thing that stood out to me more on that sins viewing was how, that movie is one of those, uh, everybody thinks they're the hero of their own story type yep. movies. Yeah. Um, which I did not really register the first time I watched it. I was like, Oh my God, he's, he's in love with Zoe Deschanel and she doesn't want him. Oh my God, what a bitch for not wanting him. You know, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I was I watching it again. I was like, Oh, okay. So, In his head, this is some epic romance and that, uh, you know, when, when things aren't going the right way, we sympathize with him because, hey, he's the hero of the story. Right. But we don't consider her the entire time. And, and there are people who date just because they think that's what they're supposed to do. They'll date this guy. He's got all the things that they, you know, people tell them are the right things to want in a person and all that. And she's not feeling it, but she thinks that she needs to, she thinks that this guy's cool enough to date and everything. And by the end of it, she's like, you know what? I'm really not feeling this. And that's why like, a week later, she's like dating some other guy and is ready to marry him or whatever perfectly
2: justified they she does really nothing wrong and he's he's an unlikable character man, yeah exactly he is but
1: uh
0: yeah the dramatic I know version what... I'm sorry, he's the dramatic no, version of Paul Rudd and forty year old virgin because Paul Rudd is yeah. obsessed with his ex, right, and you think it's funny, and then later on seth Rogen, i think it's seth rogan says you need to stop fucking with my friend and she says i moved i changed my phone number i blocked his number (laughs) i changed my locks and you realize holy shit he's like stalker level wrong and it's it's in a comedy so we forgive it but that's who joseph gordon levitt is after they break up basically Mm -hmm. and it's not cool at all anyway
1: Yeah. yeah that's what i appreciated about that movie because every time we see these romantic comedies or whatever Where it's sort of from the perspective of one person. It's either the, Oh, it's the woman who just can't find the right guy. And like, you know, the right guy is across the hallway in her apartment building all the time or the, or the guy who's just been, you know, ruined by love and he can't fall in love anymore and whatever. And it's like, and you know, when you're watching that, yes, they of course don't look good together. They don't, nothing about it seems right. (laughs) And I think that is the point. It may just be one of those things though, where is that fun to watch in a movie? That's that may be what it comes down to. It may not, you know, is that fun to watch? I don't know. Um, but I like it. I like it as a, as sort of a conversation starter at least. And that guy went on to do amazing Spider-Man after that. Yes, he did. And his name is Mark Webb.
0: Yes. No, never not going to be weird. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Um, so the the movies that i remember sending that uh they these are always fun citizen kane wizard of oz and the original cinderella um these are always fun because because they're so innocent they are before a time where people were being sarcastic and stupid about movies at least to the point that we are today i'm assuming i'm assuming that there were still some cinema sins type clubs back in the day in of the, the 40s or whatever who were like you know what's up with the fucking mice in the cinderella movie
0: well um, and when um when the wicked witch rides by on her bike everybody throws a spoon at the screen <laughs> yeah
1: exactly yes <laughs> no they 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 threw brooms back then they that threw was the, brooms uh, yeah, it was very they had, very messy they were they They were hardy people back then
0: dogs.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, They're so innocent, you know? So, and, and, you know, these movies are, are classics. They stood the test of time and everything, but they have things about them that when you watch them 70 years later and everything, it's like, you're just a little bit too innocent for me. I'm going to spoil you because you just, <laughs> you know, and Cinderella, I think, I, I I think Jeremy Sykes, this one a lot uh, mm-hmm. is one of the funnest times we've ever had sending a movie because it's just, there's so many things that, that they put in those movies that they don't care whether or not it's going to be, you, there's no thought that someone's going to tear this apart at some point, but then when we do it, you know, this many years later, there's something, I don't know, there's I, there's something
0: evil and bad and, and feels good to do it. That movie is 25% mice and mice shenanigans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I never, never it knew is. that before.
1: <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> but we did Citizen Kane, and I was, I was worried that we wouldn't get enough Sins written. So I think everybody who was on board at the time wrote Sins for Citizen Kane. Yeah. And you know, combined it. And it was, uh, it was still like only quote unquote a hundred and something Mm. after we combined five or six people, uh, on there. And then a lot of those were like people taking, uh, the, taking a different, uh, putting a different take on the same scene. (laughs) So, you know, we had, you know, after you cut it down and everything, it wasn't that much, but citizen Kane's one of those, like, this is one of the best movies of all time, but there's still things about it. Oh, that was so much fun. It was
2: so much fun to send, you know, Mm. with, with, with his strange relationship with the bald cap, with the, the makeup with yeah. the, the stuff with Joseph cotton and with the, of course the, the random bird that flies in. Oh,
1: to, so, in the weird. Scene
2: transition.
3: That's <laughs> so weird transition. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> and, uh, you know, and wizard of Oz, which is, is, is like a hundred percent like, uh, good of heart, uh, as you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, I guess, except for the treatment of the, uh, the little people in the movie, maybe yeah. that's, but the yeah. movie itself, the movie itself is so kind hearted. And so, and so hundred percent innocent and everything. And like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz, and they're walking towards something that is obviously a fucking wall that's painted, you know, <laughs> and, or a curtain that's been painted or whatever. And we're like, don't walk into the background on your way, on the way to the, you know, to the castle or whatever. Um, so yeah, those are, those were all, um, uh, you know, those were all movies that you hold in high regard, but then you realize, oh, everything, even the most classic of classic movies have their, have their issues or things to be, to, you know, to have, make more fun with. So, yep. Hello
2: from Leeds UK, which I think is around, uh, South Asia, Southeastern Asia
1: it's uh it's where cape town is it's
2: where yeah cape town yeah they're right next door
1: they're like they're like the uh minneapolis saint paul
2: yeah 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 it's leeds uk (laughs) and cape town which is located (laughs) somewhere in uh in zambia florida florida Florida. they're all in florida uh i've recently been replaying la noir and it's got me wondering what you think the most cinematic video games are
1: um so I am, uh, not, I, I've, I've played a lot of modern games, but I haven't played a lot of cinematic modern games, uh, mm. in the past, Oh, 20 years or so. Um, I know of a couple that would probably make this list. I'm sure. I don't know if Jeremy is, uh, is going to answer the one that I think he might answer, but there's one that I think that he might anyway, uh, back in 1993, this is how far back I have to go for this, for this thing was a pc game called gabriel knight sins of the fathers which i have Ooh. pretty sure i brought this game up before it's one yeah. of the most fun It's is some of the most fun i've ever had uh playing a game this is my uh, oldest brother who who brought this home and we were trying to solve it it's, it's a puzzle it's a you know it's an adventure puzzle kind of game you got to ask the right questions you got to find the right uh, you know, you have to get this before you go to that, and then when you get to that, they give you something, and so on and so on. Um, but there were a lot of like good cutscenes in this. Uh, during uh during certain breaks in the chapters that they they divided this into. Um, there's there's one. I'm I'll go ahead and spoil it because it's you know it's a 28 year old game at this point, but. There's a, there's a, there's a, a, an interesting thing that you're in, in a Sins of the Fathers, you, you're uh, studying voodoo, basically you're, you're, it's a voodoo murder uh, uh, thing. so you're trying to investigate that. Tim Curry, by the way, plays Gabriel Knight, the voice mm-hmm. of Gabriel Knight in this. Um, And you, and you search these things called hound fours, which are like uh, uh, burial mounds or whatever. And that's a part of the game. Well, there's this part of the game where you walk around New Orleans, like one of the squares in New Orleans, the game set in New Orleans. Uh, and it's and it's separated into four different uh, spots. It's in this park and you don't think anything of it. Uh, and there's a cutscene later on in the game where Gabriel Knight is in a plane and he looks down on this square and the square is shaped like a hound four. You just never knew it. During this huh. entire entire time you've been walking around this square that it's been doing that. I'm sure there'd be people who played it who knew that's what it was they were going for, but I didn't. I was like <laughs> sixteen or seventeen years old back then, and it blew my mind. There's all these cutscenes and they're really well done. Tim Curry is like this is like a great per- video game voice performance, and I think Leah Remini is also Ooh. a voice in this and uh, there's a there's quite a few like name actors i think uh, uh michael dorn is in here nice um but uh but all the little cutscenes scenes in there really well done really uh, really uh added to the gameplay and everything huh. so that that's my that's my answer there have been of course games that have come out since that you know a lot of the the cinematic part is the is the best part of it i guess i don't know if the playing of the game is secondary or what but Uh, I'm sure there are better than that that have come out in the last 28 years.
0: Well, I'm going to give you three answers because I believe we're talking about a spectrum here because cinematic means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. So in terms of looking gorgeous like a movie, like a best cinematography Oscar winner, the answer is Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Um, my son really wants to play this. It's... I found the gameplay to be a little stale, but I also was able to just walk around and look at shit. I could also put Red Dead Redemption 2 on this list. Yeah. of the just looks fucking like it's on a movie screen. The other end of the spectrum is, I think cinematic can mean a game that makes you feel like you're in a movie or playing, controlling a movie. Uh, and the answer for that is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm. Um, that is the first time I ever felt like um, uh, a fun action game had a cinematic story and climax and dramatic payoff um, and so for the one in the middle that both looks like a movie and plays like a movie it's the last of us or yeah, the, last that's of the us one Part I figured
1: two. you would that's the one I figured you'd pick
0: yeah uh, playing the first the last of us. It's one, of, it's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. I know a lot of people like the sequel even more, and the sequel's great, but the first one, you know, the cutscenes are pretty seamless in and out. The performances are great. You really get connected to these characters. There are choices made that will break your heart. Uh it's fucking scary at time when the gobblers come at you and you're trying to hide. They're not called gobblers, I forget what they're called, but they have like <laughs> shotgun <laughs> fucked up faces and they're kind of vampiric. Um <clears throat> and uh it also just happens to look like a movie. It's gorgeous. So and they are making a movie of this, so
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, who's uh who's in there?
2: Uh, do you God, remember the, the cast? I wasn't there like a screenshot that was
0: just uh, recently yes. released about it. But it was um, it was of the the sets, um, comparing the side by side of the game and the and the sets they're shooting on. Um, Pedro Pascal he'll do a good job. Yeah. Uh, in a perfect world, you know they could go back in time and make this movie with Josh Brolin about ten years ago. Because hmm. when I played the game, that's who I thought Joel was in my head. I I heard and pictured Josh Brolin playing because he's a very grizzled kind of like the. Have you guys seen that? Only the Brave, No. the yeah. firefighters movie. No, Josh Brolin seen. in that movie. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's Is this where
2: he's uh, he's
0: uh, he and the the girl are trying to
2: yep. get to to safety? Yeah, yeah.
0: she's got. Uh, I believe she's got the cure for the disease in her blood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he has to escort her from one place to where they need her blood so they can make the cure. Hmm. I got you. Um, I was
2: originally going to say Resident Evil 2, which uh, yeah. <laughs> it came out in, uh, in the late 90s and was a horror movie. I mean, you're literally mm-hmm. playing a horror movie. I I got not even jump scared, just freaked the fuck out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but for newer ones, I actually thought uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, was really, really good. This is the one where Chris got high and started jumping around a cliff and couldn't find his way out of it. Oh my house. God.
1: That was so crazy, man. I, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do guys? And you're like, I don't know. I'm high too. <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> you were literally just running around. Inside. Yeah. I was like, where the fuck was, do I go?
1: Yeah. But nobody was like, yeah, you need to go this place, man. <laughs> I,
2: no, I, well, I hadn't seen the game before either. I was like, shit.
1: I, I, I realized even in my state that I wasn't doing this right, but I was kept doing the same thing over and over and over again.
2: <laughs> uh that that game uh, I think looks really pretty um has a lot of cool Jedi uh gameplay and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh but one of my favorites that I've been playing recently, uh that my son's really into is Batman Arkham Knight.
0: Oh, um, those games are all awesome. <laughs>
2: This is, I think, the last one in that trilogy. It's Arkham Asylum and um, Arkham City, or something like that. I think it's um, Arkham City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, the <laughs> little gadgets that you that Batman has, uh, throwing everywhere. Uh, the 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 fights themselves, the combos. When you,
0: so awesome. it's a button masher when you fight but it is the most cinematic button masher I've ever seen because I never knew what buttons I was hitting. Sometimes Batman was kicking. Sometimes he was flipping people. I was lucky enough to hit combos occasionally, but the camera's fucking swirling around above the whole time. And like, it feels like you're fighting as Batman in a movie. That's an excellent answer.
2: And it's, it's got a great uh, story. It's, it's very much Batman begins with scarecrow poisoning and gassing the entirety of the, of Gotham. Um, but it but it's it's very very cool and especially the side quests and stuff like that. Uh that is an awesome game.
0: An awesome game. Do you have that yeah, one, Jeremy? Mm, I think I got rid of I had all three. I played all three of them, but I don't think I have them anymore. Okay.
1: They uh you know when Jeremy was talking about uh the different kinds of cinematic and everything. There's some games I've never played that I've seen screenshots of that uh probably fit into this like Shadow of the Colossus. Mm -hmm. is uh is one that's got like some incredible graphics and and like just the idea that you're you know you're you're fighting these big huge bigger than the screen bosses uh throughout and everything there's something about that and then god of war is another one that i think is probably probably fits in that uh as well there's and, and i'm sure assassin's creed and stuff like that probably probably fit into that category but
0: uh, God of War even from if I'm thinking of the right game has some of the most sophisticated uh cutscene to gameplay and back transitions uh ever. Oh really? Um, yeah. Um I'm think I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the right
2: God, game. God, you don't want to play that high. I mean, that would fuck you up, man. You're like, Mm -hmm. hold on. Am I playing? Am I, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I'm not playing. (laughs) Holy fuck.
0: Have you not, have you not seen my drunk video game? Any game becomes that if you get high or drunk enough, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to go now. I had no idea. I remember you playing Deadpool way back in the day. I thought that was, that was hilarious.
1: That's the thing about, you know, you are talking about resident evil. Like I played, uh, I played a good portion of those resident evil games. Um, Mm. uh, the The thing that that's so effective about it is that you know, um you know you, you when you get hurt in that game, it really matters like there's it's not like there's like herbs everywhere that you can right. just heal yourself and everything. So getting hurt really matters. so you're already on edge about getting hurt in the first place. So whenever it has a cinematic cutscene of some sort and you're like, oh okay that was just a cut scene no big deal and then something smashes through a fucking glass (laughs) Uh, you know and it's like it's like it's 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 very affecting um what was the what was the other survival uh game that came out shortly after that um that they made a movie silent hill is another one that could probably be put into that cinematic thing underrated movie too but i totally
2: agree totally agree that's a very effective horror movie silent Mm -hmm.
1: hill Uh okay what did you think of this uh, what do you what what, what are your uh, answers to some of these questions go to Sincast presented by CinemaSense on Facebook we're also on CinemaSense Twitter uh, Music Video Sense Twitter Discord and SoundCloud um, but that's going to do it for this week Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sherr we'll see you next time
2: thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page check us out on YouTube Twitter, Facebook and Reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. I
1: I was I was sitting there writing something for like 30 minutes because it just it, it I I couldn't I couldn't work my way around how to finish it and how to make it. Clear where I was coming from because the movie had just it, it was presenting bullshit in a way that I I don't think I'd ever seen before.
2: <laughs> that is an accomplishment in itself, really.
1: What <laughs> is her I mean, deal? Uh,
2: is she from Game of Thrones, Game of
1: Thrones,
0: she's yeah.
1: uh, uh, Kimo <laughs> <laughs> <Game of Sophie. laughs> Khaleesi disease's assistant.
0: Yes, she's. Uh, she oh, is does it, it the, the, with the, worm. the Mary's the ballless guy, the dickless guy? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Mary's Mary's. Yeah, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his Warm, name. Worm, right
0: the now. worm, worm. Gray, yeah, gray worm,
1: wormy, gray gray worm.
0: worm. I thought it was just worm, but that's uh, rounders. Well, there's a gray <laughs> yeah. joy, right? Yeah, there's it's gray. Gray worm is right. Everything. Oh,
2: uh, remembrance. It's uh, HBO, right? No, no. Was well, she said that, that Oh, yeah, that yeah. is a Oh, yeah. well, that's
1: HBO too, right? That's okay. That's an H. That's, an H, that's a W. That's a Warner Brothers. They
2: all sound the same. Like, what was that Johnny Depp one where he fucking uh Toby Jones' Trans. transcendentalism? Or,
1: yeah, it's transcendence, I believe. Transcendence, come on, guys.
2: Wasn't that that was uh Jonathan Nolan that uh directed that one? I think
1: I don't, I, I don't even know. I don't Did you never
2: see that? I never saw it mm-hmm. either uh mm-hmm. depp has become quickly not appointment viewing these days
1: i mean no it was not jonathan Nolan, this guy wally fister who i believe oh he's was christopher cin- nolan's cinematographer yeah that's
2: right that's right
1: uh, i've just
2: seen it nine times
1: <laughs> fuck yeah. you
2: i
0: provide a delightful service that's needed <laughs>
1: Uh, the part where uh, you know, he's like they're like about to. It's like at the end of the movie or whatever. And I, he goes, I am Groot, and uh, Michael Rooker's like, what did he just say? And uh, and uh, and uh, was it uh, Rockets? Like he's like he's like he's like welcome to the frigging Guardians of the Galaxy. Only he didn't say friggin' <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, what that that uh, Bradley Cooper can. He's he's got a pretty amazing voice. Like he can mm-hmm. he, he compare Rocket to his uh
1: Star-born.
0: Yeah. Well, I just mm-hmm. steal my well, Then you voice. go back and look at Alias where he's like Golly gee Wilkers! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are, what are these Hollywood things you're talking about?
2: <laughs> so yeah, he played um, like the naive
0: kind of good guy in that yeah like show, a right? friend who doesn't know she's a spy who loves her but lives next door
1: <clears throat> He got I think he got kidnapped like two or three times on the show something he
0: like did. that He did. He eventually finds out she's a spy and ends mm-hmm. up I, you would think after her. the second or the third kidnapping mm-hmm. <laughs> He would mm-hmm. start to say like ah,
3: like why he may have
1: he may have only been kidnapped once for all I know but it it just it, 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 he always was they would throw him in there as just like you know the yeah he never knew what sydney was doing what what she was up to and
2: uh, and maybe a show should i go back and like watch that show i should go back and
1: watch that mm, show right? there are some good moments i guess kind of like any jj J. abrams uh show at the beginning i thought that they went off the rails by the end of it mm, mm. um they got too trapped up in that Rambaldi mythology. Um, hmm. I did J. J. like Light's the mythology. I did like the ending uh, of uh, Ron Rifkin's character, whatever his name was. I can't remember the the main alias guy. He was they the main
0: want. villain guy, right?
1: Yeah, he was the main guy that they worked with for a while, and then he went Rambaldi crazy. Yeah, he did. Um, but he, he, he got, I think he got whatever the, the, the last Rambaldi artifact and he wished for eternal life or something. And then by the end of it, they pushed this huge statue on top of him where he can't get out from it, but he's, he's going to live forever though.
0: And, uh, this is a show that started out basically being about, you know, girl kicking ass in wicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you know. By the they end of it, into... it's full Indiana Jones mythology type oh. mm-hmm. stuff.
3: Ooh. there was a and
0: there was still hot, you know hot girl kicking ass in wigs but it was oh, hell yeah. on top of all this mythology stuff. There's a there was an
1: episode I remember that they played after the Super Bowl where they advertised it with basically Jennifer Garner and Laure kicking all sorts of ass or whatever like after the Super Bowl be sure to watch this boner inducing alias. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was a promo And it's it's in the episode, but there's a promo of her. It's a famous one of her coming out of the pool um, in a swimsuit, looking all attractive and Mm -hmm. not dry. And um, (laughs) she (laughs) uh, she recreated that on her Instagram several months ago. Um, I don't follow her. I saw a headline. She's um, still Foxy. I didn't tell you. I, uh, (laughs) I abandoned
2: my Sopranos binge i abandoned
1: uh, my sopranos binge
2: at uh, at about a quarter of the way through season six season six is awful mm-hmm. i, I forgot how yep. shitty it was like tony i was like why am i watching bad people just be shitty to each mm-hmm. other like mm-hmm. like with breaking bad yeah you got to that point especially where walt turns on jesse and just fucking fucks him in the ass but like it gets kind of like, I don't need this in my life.
1: Is that the season two? Like, I understand like it's an important subject, but they had one of the mob was gay, but they kept, yeah they kept going off on these tangents where he, it was like, let's follow what he's doing. Oh, he runs into a guy who he likes, uh, out into, out in the wild somewhere. And, oh, he doesn't, uh, he he uh, turns on that guy after they have, se- I don't know if they have sex or if he, he turns on him and says something like I'm not gay or some shit like that. And the guy's like, well, if you're going to, you know, put out the vibes and everything, don't, you know, don't be surprised what happens when, mm. when, but, but it's like, did, did we tune into the Sopranos for this side quest here?
2: No. And everybody's a dick. Everybody was always a dick, but it was like, it was, it was funny. I've always hated Christopher Maldasanti. I thought, and, and like, <laughs> he's I'm, such I'm, a
1: dildo in that show. He's such a God. fucking
2: dildo in that show. And I don't need, yeah, Tony's more of a dick. Sil's a dick. Paulie's even more of a dick. Like, eh, I gave up. I did, I, I got so close. And I, I'm not as much of a completist as you, Chris, but like, I was like, maybe I should just finish it off. And I was like, no, what am I doing to myself? I don't like this. Mm. It's bad mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Jump ship. Yeah,
0: that was a that was a. How many of season? those hours could have been applied to the Wire? <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> Look, the first three to four seasons of The Sopranos are some of the best TV I've ever seen. I don't but disagree. I will likely
0: say the same thing for the Wire. I'm a, you I'm might not. At this point, I'll it's watch... been hyped so much. You might get to the Wire and go, mm, "I don't see why people dig this." I'm usually know. not
2: that guy, though. I'd like uh, I'll. I'll If if a lot of people really enjoy something, there's a high chance. Like you were talking about, Chris, like how people were anti Ted Lasso just because it got so much acclaim. Like I'll probably watch Ted Lasso and be like, "That's awesome."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I, I, what I don't understand about that kind of quote unquote criticism is you don't know anything about it other than people have told you that it's good. Exactly. And (laughs) and. and you're like, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch something like good that's shit. good.
2: <laughs> My wife gets a uh, Apple plus TV junior, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Cause she got a new iPhone a few months ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that we've had the the whole time. And so she fired up Ted Lasso the other night and it was in Spanish and she couldn't get <laughs> it off of Spanish. <laughs>
1: that's an that was an interesting thing like when i got i got the new i i got a new iphone well i mean of course i got one before the iphone 13 came out but um i got the new iphone and then like after all that process it was like hey you get free apple tv and hey free hbo max well i already had free hbo max but it was like geez uh thanks that's awesome yeah
0: Yeah. i um My wife came to me, this was a couple months ago, and said, "Um, can you get my Amazon off Spanish? And somehow on her phone, everything on Amazon was in Spanish. (laughs) It took me maybe 10 minutes to find a setting to change the language, and it went to English. And I handed her back the phone, and she was like, thanks. And literally 30 seconds later, she was like, it's back to Spanish. (laughs) What the (laughs) shit? I was like, what the hell happened? So I found a different more root setting to change i had only temporarily switched to english instead Mm. of so she opened a new amazon tab and that reset to to spanish uh i I still don't know how she did that
1: that sounds like almost sounds like you know cats going across a keyboard or something that makes yeah well there's even
0: surprise surprise there's an episode of friends where ross's monkey accidentally changes the tv to spanish and they can't figure out how to get it back because they don't know what he did
3: how
1: do animals who are randomly pushing buttons figure out those weird settings like i accidentally hit buttons and it's like oh okay the the u and the v and all that bullshit showed up on the screen whereas a cat Goes across a keyboard, and it's like they've changed your browser settings, they've changed, you know, it's uh, because
0: they hit combinations of keys you would never think to hit, and that's mm-hmm. somehow like secret hotkeys that you know tell the computer to delete everything important and make some nasty porn image my desktop.
1: <laughs> it's so frustrating. They, they there was the- a There was a, the, the auto feeders that I have, like the, I had them open one day, uh, this was like a year or so ago and cats were, were walking or like hitting the buttons that were underneath the, the little, it's the stuff where you make the time and all that. And uh, they were hitting these buttons and stuff, and they changed the the time to like uh, the twenty four hour thing, and like, um, it, it just uh, like all sorts of little things. I'm like, how would you fucking do that? And I couldn't figure out how to get it back. So I just like took the batteries out and put the batteries back in. So, yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs> well, funny. I literally
0: had I literally created my own metal cover for. The gas range at our house, Mm -hmm. because the cats accidentally turned one of those on. Oh, Jesus! You got to push past a little bit of resistance on those things Mm -hmm. to actually turn it on. Mm -hmm. So he walked by it, I guess, and thought it—you know—that tiny little bit of movement before the resistance that he thought that was fun. So then he hit it really hard, (laughs) and it brought up the (laughs) flames. Thank goodness, my wife has good hearing, and she heard the whoosh. Oh my God! Speaking
2: of friends, I I caught. Just a little bit of the episode last night with Ben Stiller in it. Was he in multiple one? Ben Stiller. Uh, uh, okay. Was he in multiple episodes or just
0: the nope. one? Just a one-off.
2: You know, nobody does like uh, crazy angry, like uh, vintage Ben Stiller. Yeah, you can where- <laughs> almost hear that guest character go,
0: Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, this was around the time where he was doing, what's his name in... Uh, mystery men uh oh yeah mr Mr. furious mr Mr. furious Furious. yeah yeah yeah. uh but yeah no i guess he's playing off of that because he and ross are sitting down for joey's play and he's like are these your tickets are these your seats are they well why don't you
3: get the fuck up you fucking (laughs) 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 asshole
0: yeah the whole (laughs) bit because Ross is the only one who ever sees him get angry and no one else ever sees it. And then Ross starts trying to make him angry in front of the others. And he's cool. He's like, oh, no big deal, Ross. And then at the very end, he gets caught yelling at Chandler and Joey's little baby chick because it, it went doo-doo in his hand.
3: Like, little chicky doo-doo. <laughs> he storms
0: out and he says, I love this show. He storms out and he turns to Rachel. He goes, I guess we're not going out anymore. <laughs> Jeez.
2: <laughs> Did you see, it, like, for the last two days, Twitter has had a trending topic about Jake Gyllenhaal saying mm. that uh, having filming love scenes with Jennifer Aniston was torture. Right. Have you seen this? I've yes. seen it. I'm sure that's not what
0: he meant. I'm sure he was joking. It's no, not he,
2: what... He didn't even fucking say it. It Well, he repeated it. It was a Howard Stern interview. And Howard Stern jokingly was like, man, you know, you were a fan. Like, you had a crush on Jennifer Anderson already in The Good Girl. And it must have been torture for you to do that. And he... Like, literally, you see him laughing. He's like, yeah, it was torture. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. been the goddamn headline. Now, I know this happens all the time. But that one was super fucking egregious yeah Uh, i had to
1: sit there and read it i had to read like i went and actually read the article that went along with it and everything and i was like oh okay that's what okay and then they she had had she she used a pillow between them and all that and it's like you know it's it and, and, you know, and he said something about it being mechanical and it's weird though, that I, you know, I'm attracted to her, but you know, whatever it just, it, it's not like you're having any sex or anything. It's just, no you
2: yeah know. you watch the video. I mean, there's a, a two minute clip or whatever from the Howard Stern show where it's just like, you know, he's like, because Howard Stern's trying to get that out him. He's like, I bet you you're popping some, some wood and shit and uh and he was like, "No, there's like fifty people around you, and mm-hmm. you're choreographing it just like you would a fight um a fight scene or something like that um and and there was no th- nothing whatsoever about it being tortured besides that that funny little bit like baiting bit that they did at the mm. beginning and that
3: was yeah. like
0: fucking i've been seeing I don't know how long this has been going on, but I've started noticing um a lot of these headlines." that are like, uh, Kristen Stewart flashes her toned abs as she goes for coffee. And I'm like, no, she's not flashing anything. She just went for coffee and you took her picture and you zeroed in on her midriff. Like, Mm -hmm. the choice of words makes it sound like she's showing off her abs when really what you're doing is creeping Mm. and not allowing her to have a private life. I see a lot of that stuff. Now, it's different when... Like, um, who's the gal from Pitch Perfect? The Australian. No, the Australian Uh, girl. Rebel Rebel Wilson? Wilson? Rebel Wilson has lost a bunch of weight in the last year and a half, and she's been posting about it and posting pictures. And, uh, you know, if you wanted to write a headline that Rebel Wilson shows off her weight loss, well, that's what she's doing. That's fair. But when you. I saw another one that was somebody coming, I think it was Camille Cabello, however you say her name, uh, at an airport, and she flashes her tone legs and i'm like no dude she just got off a plane she's just trying <laughs> to go home like stop that that kind of shit bothers me it's not quite as egregious as this jake gyllenhaal one but as soon as i saw it i was like well that's definitely not what he said
1: <clears throat> i told you guys about that uh um one where i saw the headline where it says quentin tarantino says death proofs gotta be the worst movie i ever made
2: yeah 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 (laughs) and so i
1: I clicked on it and it was a video it's a round table of directors and everything and tarantino gets to the point where he's like he's like um He's like, I want to have at the end of my career where, you know, I have this this uh, long list of great films and like Death Proof has got to be the worst one on that list. And it's like it's not him saying, I think Death Proof is terrible or anything. He's just saying out of all the movies I've made, death proof is going to be on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my limit for, for as far as like, as it goes. And by the way, I still love death proof way more than Quentin Tarantino does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it more than Django.
1: Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but that was, a that was one of those where it, it you know inflections and what emphasis you put on a word and all that matters and when you put it in the text form it's like no they didn't he didn't say what you imply it says stop being dicks whereas most of whereas
0: most of the recent dave chappelle headlines yeah he really did say that shit i love uh let's talk about friends again Um uh, my favorite thing about couscous is that uh Two of my favorite pop culture things, Friends and Pineapple Express, both have couscous jokes uh, on Friends. <laughs> Chandler's joke is uh, he he finds out somebody's making couscous, and he goes, you know, it wasn't until the 1960s they added the second cous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, Pineapple Express... Uh, Seth Rogen, who is, of course, stoned and talking to his girlfriend when she says we're going to have couscous, he goes, ah, couscous, the food's so nice, they named it twice.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember, uh,
2: what was it, uh, Chandler and Monica, I think were together at the time, and uh, and Monica was making him something, she was preparing her menu for a catering, and she was like, here's an amuse-bouche, and he eats it, and he's like, oh, yeah. that's amusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cut that
1: <laughs> you know what <laughs> just sitting in your recliner <laughs> i've been fucking too much <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a little throwaway bill Hader line in uh tropic thunder where uh <laughs> it's after um it's after Tom Cruise is talking to McConaughey about how they're going to sacrifice tug. <clears throat> and he's like, you know, you just got to get with the program. You just got to, and mm-hmm. he starts moving around, like, like dancing a little bit. It's not mm-hmm. the, uh, get back at the end. It's like another, mm-hmm. uh, song. And he's just like, <laughs> and then Bill haters in the background is like, slam it up in it, rub it down. Oh no. Oh <laughs> no. Uh, love treats you kind our ha 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 love, ha always love you will always love you. and I will always love you I, I will always love you
3: Love you Oh are you love you